praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius. We are in First Corinthians chapter 11. And Apostle Paul was talking in this chapter about the covering of the women with their hair is there, is given to them for a covering. And you can read that again from, from verse 7, 8, 19. He said, when you get to verse 15, he says, the nature even tells us that if a man has a long hair, it is a shame unto him. If a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. So that's where we get the revelation that Apostle Paul was talking about the hair, long hair for the women to cover them was given for a glory and for cover. And that was what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about putting another handkerchief or scarf to cover the hair when they are praying. No, he's talking about their long hair, leave it long, because in the in the in the other countries they have long hair and what they normally do is look like it's bordering them when it's long and flowing. So they try to fold it up and look smart so when they're doing their work. But when they want to pray, they have to lose it and cover themselves with it. And that's what holy women will do. Not that they have to use handkerchief to just cover another cloth to cover their head. No, they lose their hair to cover themselves. But when they feel like they, are, they want to look smart to do their job, they fold it up to look smart. Because the long hair that's flowing upon their shoulder out of their back is kind of distracting them, disturbing them to do their work. But that's the word of God saying it is given to them for a covering. So when then when they want to pray to God, they want to cover themselves and like lose that hair to cover themselves. What about we in other countries that don't have long hair like that? Yeah, whatever hair you have as a woman, let it grow long and pray like that. And if you have to use attachment to make it flow to your back, that's fine too. Because that does, it's not commanded that you have to get it to flow like uh, the European women that have long flowing hair. If you're always not long flowing, but it's just up like that, that's good, you know, it's covering your head. It's covering your head, but don't cut it like men and be smart, in look, smart looking like men. That's become an abomination again. Because you say you are not to, a man should not put on a woman's dress, a woman should not put on a man's dress. That's becoming a woman, a man dress when you cut your hair off and look smart like men and think you are doing something you can't pray like that and say well if i have color like maybe i should use cloth to cover it that is becoming i will call it permissive thing you want to be in the best in the perfect will of god let your hair grow for a woman and let you cover yourself and that was what that was personal now let's go on in the first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 17 now now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not. Now it's going to talk about something else. Because these are all issues in the midst of the Corinthian churches. This one is going to talk about, it's going to talk about the breaking of bread, I believe, yes. That we that was or, or, uh, that was initiated by Christ and it's being carried on that we have to do this often to break bread together in solemnity. And this was verse 17 and forward is going to talk about. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there is there be divisions among you. And I partly believe it. But there must be also heresies among you. That they which, be, which are approved may be made manifest among you. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper like that. This is not how to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, 
everyone take it before another his own his own supper and one is hungry another one is drunken i mean i mean they turn into a feast and they call it a breaking of bread the supper of the lord so it's not a feast where you grab the bread and eat and pack it into a table and so on say so what have you not houses to eat and to drink in or despise ye the church of god and shame them that have not what shall i say to you shall i praise you in this i praise you not so the in that generation maybe they were taking the the supper as if like it's a feast and then everybody is grabbing the the, the drink and the bread and packing on their place and somehow food and the other one have nothing left over say so, no you you are this is a solemnity this is not a a feast if you have a feast separately in your house when you come together for this breaking of bread it is a solemnity and that's what is addressing verse 26 says, for i have received of the lord that which also i delivered unto you this breaking of bread that is done now in the church of course when he was writing this that was different from in generation. nobody's doing what he described that is happening in the content where they have some are drunken some are hungry when they are doing breaking of bread that could have been people may do that when they are doing a general fast general feasting but he's saying if you want to feast, feast in your house, when you come together for breaking of bread, it's a solemnity, solemnity. And it's not a big loaf of bread, but you grab a big loaf of bread for themselves. No, it's a little piece, a token symbolizing the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Say, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now, if we go back to the book of the gospel, where this was described to us, you will see that it was when supper was actually ended. I mean, it's not like that is the bread they were going to eat for that, for that dinner. When you took the bread and break it and did that sacrifice and said, do this in remembrance of me, is a token of his body and his blood it's not like a this is the feast of bread i'm going to do so that's why it shouldn't be particular part you know to taken off like a like a feast so if we go back to it i'll go back to normal to see how it was done when it was happened when it happened it was almost obvious after the supper was said that he did that and he told them to eat this in memory the solemnity thing after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the lord's death till he come you're showing the lord's death till he come wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread this is the warning it's given to believers whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. Know that word unworthily. We are worthy that you are doing something unworthily. Shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So he's, he was talking about if you want to partake of the breaking of bread, you should do it solemnly. That's that's the 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 worldliness that we want to put in and re with reference because it's symbolizing the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for us 
and it's not to be grabbed as fist where somebody grabbing a whole loaf and the other one somehow in peace to, to eat. That was what he was addressing. He said they were to do it with solemnity, not unworthy. And then he also said, let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. You are to think of this as design. He's going to mention design the body of Christ in the moment. But this, remember, you are this body is representing the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you design it properly, you recognize it. It is the fact that it is his body that was broken for us for our healing of our body. And that will be another now to make your body be well. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not designing the Lord's body. The Lord's body is to be designed that it is one, there should be no disunity in the body of Christ. If people are partaking of the bread of the, of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and they are causing division among the believers, calling people names, or not having, or having, grief, or having grievances against one another, Malice against one another, then you are not designing, you are not properly recognizing that the body of God should be one. We should love one another. We should walk in love and in harmony. If you are not walking in love and harmony, and you have hatred against a brother, and this hill uh, feeling against another sister, all those type of things is disunity in the body of Christ, in your spirit. And you are not designing the body of Christ. That we should be walking in love and in harmony one. So if you have that, you are, you are hitting the body and the bread and the body of Lord Jesus unworthily. So that's why I say, examine yourself. Then you hit. Then you examine yourself and see, am I having any offense with anybody? Do I have any, any grudge against anybody? If you do, repent of it. Settle it with one another. Then you can eat of the bread. That's why I say, examine yourself, then you can eat. But if you eat unworthily and drink unworthily, you are drinking damnation unto yourself. That's what he's saying here. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sick, many sleep. In verse 30. So that's the reason why many believers that ought not to be sick or dead dying, they were sick and dying young because they were not designing the Lord's body. It's not just the breaking of bread that's causing them, or it's because they are not walking in that love that God commanded. And if you come together, you should be examining yourself to make sure you are walking in love and you are not having grudges against anybody, you are not walking in animosity against anybody. If you, you do as something as you do, then you remind yourself of working in love with your brother, with your sister, and have no ill feeling. Because if you are not working in love, then all of these sicknesses and death will be coming upon believers that are not working in love. Because that is the repercussion of not working in love. So that's why I said, for this reason, for the cause of the fact that they are not designed the lost body, they are not realizing that the lost body is to one, there is oneness in the body of Christ, no disunity. We shouldn't be having grievances against one another. We should settle our problems. We shouldn't be having uh, grudges against one another. We should love one another. If all of those are not falling, not being taken seriously, then people will be falling sick and dying. That's what he's saying there. It's not the breaking of even if you don't eat the break, if you don't eat bread at all, you don't eat breaking of bread. You don't do breaking of bread at all for for the rest of your Christian fellowship. Then you are still having grudges. You are not designed the lost body. You are having disunity. You are not designed the lost body. That the lost body should be one, you should all be walking in love. And if you are not designed lost body, that's why those sickness and disease and death comes among people and they may live their life long. Because they are not designing the lost body, they are not walking in love. They are not cleaning themselves of all this ill feeling, grudges, unforgiveness. Those are the things that causes all those disease and sicknesses. 
Verse 31 says, For if we will judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. So many of those people, when they die young like that, they are being judged right now in the world so that they are not sent to hell, make of fire. But dying young is not the will of our Father. It is being delivered unto the hand of Satan that makes them kill people by accident, by diseases that put them short, short, cut their life short. When God said, long life, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's the promise of God. So we have to examine ourselves and the bread of and the body and blood that we partake in the breaking of bread is to heal us once we repent. It will heal our body, we bring the healing back, the spiritual ordinance back into our spiritual body so that we are healed and made well. And the sickness and sicknesses should not come near us. And that is really what the ordinance should do for us when we do it rightly. That's why I say, if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. When somebody is judged by the Lord, they will chasten so that they are not sent to the hell with the world. They are going to be judged. If they die young, it's because they and they are Christian, it's because they are being judged speedily or not so that they don't go to a lake of fire hell. But as I say, we are for my brethren. When you come together to eat, tarry one for another. I mean, do it solemnly. Wait till everybody is there, then you break the bed together. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home. That you come not together unto condemnation, the rest will I set in order when I come. So he was setting that in order for them that look, the breaking of bread is not just a feast for party where everybody just grab the bread and say, do it solemnly, wait for one another, believers. And then you break the bread, remember you examine yourself, and then you partake. Examine yourself means check yourself. If you have any hurt against anybody, forgive the person right now, clear it from your heart, ask the Lord to forgive you. And ask the brother if they are in the fellowship to forgive you and then partake of the bread in love. And then you will be healed. That ordinance will work for, for us. Now we're going to go to chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are supposed to go to address some other things, which is the spiritual gifts. Chapter 12 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, which we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Brethren, I will not have you ignorant. You know that you are Gentiles carried away unto this dumb idols even as you were, as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cost, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now many people have tried to understand that Bible verse. If any person is prophesying, he says speaking by the Spirit. So we are not talking about when any woman being just openly from his own intelligence is speaking. Because anybody from your own intelligence, you may say Jesus is Lord without your heart even believing it. Not so. But it's talking about when there is a spirit involved, that the spirit is prophesying through this man, a spirit is prophesying or speaking through this man, and that spirit, if it's the Holy Spirit that is prophesying through him, he will never say Jesus is cursed. He will be saying Jesus is Lord. That's what he's saying. And people have used that to be able to dis, dis, distinguish between what what spirit is prophesying. When that when that spirit is speaking through the fellow, if you stop that spirit and tell the spirit to confess that Jesus is Lord, the spirit, not the man, but any man can say Jesus is Lord verbally from his head. 
But when the Spirit is manifesting and you tell the Spirit to confess that Jesus is Lord, if they are working for Satan, if that Spirit is working for Satan, he will not confess that Jesus is Lord. But what they found out was that during the time of this, uh, this uh, Corinthian church, some people will come forward and they are prophesying, and when they are called prophesying, they are actually cursing, saying Jesus is not in the, in the Lord. And people wonder that what is what is going on? This man is prophesying and saying Jesus is not in the Lord. And that's why it's anyone that is prophesying, speaking, is speaking, he's not speaking from the Spirit of God. It's, it's some demons that possess these people, that some false, some people that have other other spirits, and they just come in among the believers. And they see them prophesying, they also want because, because the demons also can prophesy. Spirits of infancy can prophesy in some churches, called spiritual churches. They are not born again. They don't feel the Holy Ghost. They say demons, only religious demons that will come upon them and speak. And those religious demons have, can prophesy. And if they were to speak, they would be saying, Jesus is not the Lord. But you have to challenge them to say it before they say it. Otherwise, you have to prophesy, making you feel that they are also prophesying. See? And they are not sent by the Lord. So that is what he is addressing here, that any spirit that is prophesying, anyone speaking by the, by the Spirit of God, will not be calling Jesus a call. And no man can say Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. Verse 4. Verse 5. And there are differences of administration by the same Lord. Don't tell us how the Holy Ghost operates right now in the midst of the church. There are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with it. That is, God distributes his gifts of the Holy Ghost in the body of Christ so that every man can profit with it. Some are speaking in tongues, some are interpreting, some are prophesying, some are giving one of wisdom. He does not put all these gifts in one single man. You may have two of the manifestations. They are manifestation of the Spirit. The Spirit is in everybody. The Spirit of God is in everyone that is born again. Remember that. And then He baptized with the Holy Ghost, so you have additional power gifts in you. Now, it's not the it's not the every man that will manifest every gift, but He manifests some gifts as, as He likes from some different people. But it's the same Spirit, He can manifest the word of knowledge from this man. And also perhaps speaking in terms of him three or four, but he doesn't put everything in this man and nobody else has it. So he's giving this one to be able to do this, but everybody is giving the speaking in tongues as the promise of, of Christ to everybody in Mark chapter 16. He said, This sign shall follow you and believe in me. In my name they shall cast out the they shall speak with new tongues. That is general to everybody. But this extra gift that is being described here, extra manifestation of the Holy Spirit, are on top of that. On top of the speaking in tongues for him that everybody should have, that he has given a promise in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, 18, 16, 17, 18. That promise is for everybody to speak in tongues. Now, this all that extra gifts is manifested through believers as the Spirit waves. And when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, special baptism, baptism that we have when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, infilling of the Holy Ghost will give you one or other of these extra gifts. On top of the speaking in tongues. Remember that. Verse 8 said, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith, that's special faith now. Because everybody has faith to believe God. That's called saving faith. Without faith, you can't believe God. You can't be saved. 
But now you are saved, that is a saving faith. It is an extra level of faith to be able to do wonders. That is talking about that's called gift of faith. It's, it's a special faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of faith. What kind of gift of faith is that? To call the dead back to life is a gift of faith. To tell the fig tree to wither is a gift of faith. And don't shake. You don't doubt in your mind. You just say, this shall not be. To command the snow to stop is a gift of faith, which the Lord has demonstrated to, to many of us. I, I personally have done that in a good testimony of that. When we command that there will be no more snow for so many weeks and it was stopped or stopped the rain. Those are gifts of faith that the Lord operates when we do that. When you command the rain not to stop. I've done that. I've given testimony of that when I was preaching everywhere. That I will, the rain will try to fall. I will command the rain. You don't fall until I'm done here. And that is gift of faith. So that's what he's talking about. To another gift of faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit. Now they mentioned that just plural gifts. Because it's not one gift of healing that we heal every kind of disease. The Lord Jesus Christ was able to was healing every kind of disease because he has all. The Bible, the Bible tells us that the Spirit was given to the Lord Jesus Christ without measure. But we individual believers, we are given measures of the Spirit. That even if you have half a cup, you want to have one cup, you have two cups, you have three cups. According to how the Spirit wants, we are given by measure. So that's, that's why we cannot do everything that he, the Lord Jesus Christ, was able to do when he was on earth. We do some. But the collective body of believers can do all those things that he did because he's distributed to every member of the body of Christ. But we are all given by measure. So you remember that you may not be able to call the dead back to life because you have not been given the gift of faith to do that. You see? But you may be able to prophesy. So there are different measures that he's manifesting through different individuals. He said to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, designing of spirits. Designing of spirits, they be able to design of spirits that you be able to see into the spirit world and see both angels or demonic spirits. Designing of them means seeing them. That is designing of spirits. And why you have to see them? There's a purpose for seeing them. You know what's behind this trouble most of when you design. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now he say diverse kind of tongues different from the speaking in tongues that he gave to everybody. When he came, everybody get the speaking in tongues, we give you one language. Then when he added diverse kind of tongues, means when you are speaking in tongues, that can change from this language to another language for God's purpose. That's what he used in many places where it's changing from this language to another language because you wanted to talk to somebody that is part of Chinese. You don't know you are now speaking Chinese. You could just hear what you are saying because you were born Chinese. Also, you were you knew Chinese. Also. And then after you are spoken, you don't even can't speak Chinese from your own intellect. intellect. And that man comes to say, You are saying that oh, is that language what I said? He got just made something. God has used that off and on in many places. But that's called diverse kind of tongues where he could change from this language to another language. That will be additional manifestation that we say is on top of the speaking in tongues that you have a prayer tongue for you to just pray to the Father in your house, which is given to every individual one tongue or the other. So that interpretation of tongues is another gift where the minister, one person will be speaking in tongues and you just hear it as if he's talking to you in your language, in your English. You hear, you know that you learn that tongue. Because if you are Chinese and somebody in your congregation is speaking Chinese, you know by because you are born Chinese and you know Chinese language. That's not the interpretation of tongues we are talking about. We are talking about another gift that just opens your ears 
and your and your intelligence to to hear what that man is speaking in that language and you are just hearing as if he's spoken to you in the language that you you understand and you are just relating to the to the people you become prophecy you become prophesying that fellow is speaking when you are hearing it in the spirit you are interpreting it become prophecy and when it is done you can't say that language because you don't know that language yourself mostly but you just heard what he was saying in the language you can understand and you're saying it to the people that's called interpretation of tongues but those are all manifestation of the spirit and it distributed to the believers as he likes it's what apostle paul is saying but he left but all these work at that one and self same spirit divided to every man severally as he will so since it's the only god that's controlling it you can't grab it and say i want you to give me this i believe many of us have made that mistake when we are babies Christ. i want this lord i want this gift lord. i will never get anything we pray and pray for it, you never get it because he's distributing the manifestation of it as we the spirit of god is already in us then what he manifests today depends on him you may even have the gifts and you are ministering in the church and look like god is going to use the gifts of word of memory and you never use it on that day because it is not you just turn it on no if you are turning it on that means it is you that's faking something or it is a demon that is working to you if it is the only good, the only good, the only good, turn it on when he likes, as he wills. Many people become a performer. They come to the congregation, they want to say, I see something about you. You are this, you are that, you are that. I see something about you. And they are performing. And everybody begins to want to be prophesied like that. That may be you doing it, or an evil spirit speaking through your mouth. But it is when it is only good, only good, turn it on when he wants. You may have the gift and you it doesn't turn it on. You don't hear anything. Just praise the Lord. Just worship the Lord. See? You say, wait, wait, do you have any work for me? People to go to ministers and say, you always prophesy. Do you have any work for me? Unless the Holy Ghost manifests it. You can't just turn it on. Oh, I have to be a switch the button off. Toss the Lord, toss the Lord. That is not so. You will be making, giving the devil opportunity to speak through your mouth. Lies. When it's only God, Holy Ghost manifests as he wills, so that you can be consulting this man as a prophet. In fact, the Bible says it is it is wrong heresy for anybody as a believer to be consulting prophets, to be looking for guidance from prophets. Because you are expected to be a prophet, because the Holy Spirit is in you also, the Holy Spirit is in everybody. Don't go and ask for counseling from one man called prophet and say, What does the Lord say through you to me? That is heresy because in the old testament they were doing that because only prophets have holy ghost but in the new testament everybody is giving the holy spirit that's why christ said these signs shall follow them that believe everybody in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues so it is everybody is giving the holy spirit so that you should be able to get counseling from the holy ghost inside you listen to the holy spirit inside you learn to listen to the holy ghost we preach some other sermons in that learn to listen to the holy ghost that's inside you not go to a prophet or a pastor to give you guidance. You can ask for guidance from the natural intelligence. Also, some people have experience in life, they can guide you on that. But when it comes to spiritual guidance from the Holy Spirit, as you say, you will go to a prophet to prophesy. No, it's not allowed in the body of Christ. People are doing it, but it's wrong. In the New Testament, you are expected to be guided by the Holy Ghost as in you. Learn to be guided by the Holy Ghost. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not as many as are led by a man that is filled with the Spirit of God. And I say, my prophet is filled with God, is leading me. No. You are to be led by the Spirit of God in you. Then you are a son of God. 
You understand that? So we are to all individually be led by the Spirit of God. So make sure you are learning from the Holy Ghost that's in you. That is what the Lord wants us to understand. Let's continue because we're going to wrap this one in a few minutes. But all this work that one and self has been divided to every man as severally as he will. For as the body is one and as many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. We are going to continue this in the next broadcast. Because this is talking about the gifts of the Holy Ghost and how it operates in the body of Christ. We need to stay a little longer in this. Continue in the next broadcast. God bless you.